there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in, everybody. Another edition of Sharp Money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ready to go from the South Point in Las Vegas. I'm Ben Wilson in for Patrick today. Amal Shaw with me in studio. So is Dustin Sweetelson behind the glass. Dustin sweating day baseball. We're sweating tennis, Amal. No, no better set up for our, our brains to be at than this, I would say. Yeah, absolutely right. By the way, it's a good thing there's always day baseball. Dustin's always going to be involved in something. But the Cubs have managed in this series to jump out against your Brewers early in every game. Yesterday, they come from behind and uh, get the uh, win. We'll see if they can continue that trend and hold on here today, though. We, we shall see. I asked Dustin earlier if the Cubs was the only action you had, and your response was what? Is that the only game being played today? <laughs> I, I, I know. I'm initiation. I, I realized I was a little slow at the draw with the, not realizing Dustin played up. I'm every, trying every to get Dust, Dustin to the point where he understands that, look, take your best play and you run your best play on fourth and six instead of trying to run, you know, Trace McSorley against Chase Young 1v1 or something like that if you're James sure. Franklin. Don't do that. Just take your best play and make it work. Great. That's a great life lesson. There, instead, Dustin. I just instead of loving any plays, I run a lot of plays I like on first, second, third, and fourth down. <laughs> you're the fair. guy. I feel like you're the guy playing mad, and you just run engage eight every single time when you're but on defense. It yeah, works yeah. if Danny Werfel, Ike Hilliard, and Reedell Anthony are your offense. When Spurrier would run the same play until anybody could stop it, that's fine. When you're just better than everybody yeah. else, that that is fine. Unfortunately for Dustin, that look. Tells it all. Engage eight is literally my betting strategy. I bet eight. I engage <laughs> on all of them. I love that we could get an engage eight reference about 90 seconds. I don't even know show. what that is, but it works. I've given them all a hard time before for not trusting my mat. You know, since I played so much Madden as a kid, I, I could have great in-game man, you know, in, in-game coaching ability if I were to be in that position in the NFL. That's all I'm saying. Uh, we have a great guest list, by the way, today. And we will talk a lot of NFL with Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk, NBC Sports NFL Insider. We'll get to Mike at about 4.30 on the East Coast. But first, Josh Applebaum. He has some MLB plays today. Our VEASAN betting analyst will stop by. Vinny Maliulo, Gone Gaming Sports Director, right here at the South Point with Chris Andrews and Jimmy Vaccaro. Stops by 5 o'clock Eastern. We'll talk some Major League Baseball as we approach the All-Star break. Ned Coletti, former general manager in the big leagues at 515 Eastern. And then Evan Sidery talking some NBA with us 
at 5.30 as well. I have some, we'll have some more NBA thoughts to get to, but uh, to kick off the show here, Maul, we, we have some more developments coming in the NFL. We're getting closer and closer to breaking training camp. We still don't have a team for hard knocks, by the way. They've never gone later than July 2nd, at least in the last decade announcing it. Now, I don't, I don't know how many people really care about that, but people are starting to think, well, could it be the Jets? Shouldn't it be the Jets with everything going on this year? Oh, it seems like the most interesting choice, but uh, we'll see what happens. I don't have HBN anymore. I got rid of it last year, so I couldn't care less. Wow. I'm all no longer. You still have what? What do you? What do you you've Showtime, right? Because you're. I mean, you're no, on I, Showtime. I do. Well, I'm never. I'm not at home when it's on. Well, so you know. You can, I, I guess I, you can't watch yourself. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's Plus, that's I mean, pay per view. So that, that's a little bit different. Okay. But uh, these cable companies. I mean, listen. If you're going to rob me, at least have the courtesy to use a gun. It's like buying a slice of pizza at an airport. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm boycotting HBO also until they bring Cat House back. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but okay. What do you what do you think it is? I I have some semblance <laughs> of an idea, but I mean, you know, I have a pretty good idea. Uh, okay, well, uh, to <laughs> transition, transition from that, yeah. Speak, yeah, from from the cat house to the doghouse, I suppose, uh, because uh, one running back who was in the doghouse of his team last year, now no longer on that team, Dalvin Cook of Minnesota. So, see this report coming out today, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reporting that the Jets they are doing their due diligence. That was the quote. Looking in, they're in the mix. Another quote on running back Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, if you look at the advanced numbers last year, he's, he's had a fine career, but he was the worst running back in the league by rush yards over expectation last year in Minnesota. And if you watched him, he clearly looked them all like he had lost a step. So I don't really understand what the point would be here from the Jets side and adding him as, as much as it is a nice veteran presence to have when, when you have good talent at that position. Boy, I tell you what, man, my phone, I dropped my phone the other day with Dustin and I already broke a piece of it. I'm willing to throw this phone at you. If you'd sit there and tell me you don't want Dalvin cook. Are you kidding me behind Brees Hall? I'm taking him every day of the week. I don't care. These expectations, these analytics nonsense. He has to deal with that stiff Kirk cousins at quarterback. Give me him with Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson on the perimeter, Aaron Rodgers under center. I'll take my chances. So it's Kirk cousins fault that he, that he Kirk tripped, cousins that, sucks. That he he tripped over his line like half of his carries last year. Well, let's, let's, let's see what happens this year. Look, I'm telling you, you and Maher want to get rid of all these running backs to have two good running backs as a value add. It, look, even the 49ers have probably the best combination in the NFL right yeah. now, right, with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. Debo is probably the best all-around offensive player in the National Football League. But to me, if you can add a piece like Dalvin Cook, he doesn't have a ton of catches. I think last year, low 30s in terms of mm-hmm. catches. But I just think the threat of him, he is a threat to hit a home run, make plays. I, I like him a lot. I would love to see him backing up Brees Hall, who got injured last year for the Jets. I think this team is far more dangerous than people are giving them credit for. The defense was very good. They were elite. The problem was Zach Wilson was going three and out every play. I just think you're mad because uh, Rodgers left your team. No, no I'm not, that's not it. I mean, his numbers were pretty pedestrian. But here's the thing. Rodgers last year playing behind a elite offensive line with a below average wide receiver room. Where does Aaron Rodgers go to this year? A below average wide receiver room with a below average offensive line. And we now all of a sudden believe he's almost 40 years old. And it, this is just going to turn because he got out of green Bay and they should be considered a contender. I would not bet the jets with your money. I'm all as, that, as, that, a, that's as a division or, or AFC title team. I just wouldn't. How can you trust that? <laughs> don't worry. When Jordan loves nine for 20 with two picks, I'm going to text you on Sunday. <laughs> I can't wait. But here's the bottom line guys. I don't care if you guys disagree with me, but I think Swedelson's with me on this one. I think this jets team, when you look at the AFC, I'm not sure where the New England Patriots are. To me, Buffalo is a very good team. They're the third best choice in the AFC. I got no qualms with anybody making the argument if they have them higher or maybe as low as four, but I don't think you could drop Buffalo any lower than that. The Jets defense, Sauce Gardner is arguably the top cornerback in the National Football League. I still love C.J. Mosley. Quinnen Williams is one of the elite uh, 
defensive lineman in the NFL. This is a very good team. And then you factor in Rodgers. Here's the point. I think it was Dustin and I were talking about this. It's not Rodgers passing all that. It's just the accuracy. To me, a guy like Garrett Wilson, you put him in a position to make run after the catch plays. You do that with the rest of his team. I think they can be very dangerous. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a homer because I think Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen, and I'm biased. But I think this team is better than they're getting credit for. And Miami's got some offensive talent. But here's the concern you have if you're a Dolphins backer, better, what have you. Can Tua stay healthy? Because once you start to get a number of concussions, and let's hope it doesn't occur, but there's always that concern that it could repeat itself. Yeah, and this is not just, you know, this is not a, a Buffalo, New England, Miami thing. I, I just look at the team itself, and we have watched Rodgers struggle, as, as I agree with you, Amal, one of the greatest I've, I've watched at the position, but when we've seen the combination of poor O-line with poor wide receiver group, Rodgers is talented enough to get away with one of those things being so par. When both are bad, he doesn't have time to throw the ball. He doesn't have doesn't have windows of separation whatsoever. And you see things crater and go downhill. And, and you can already see some signs of that for the jets where he brings in some of his old friends and Alan Lazard, or Randall Cobb to say, all right, at least I, at least I have some of my guys here who I can trust. Cause right now with what they're throwing out at offensive line, where you're going with a 37 year old Dwayne Brown at left tackle, Mekhi Becton at right tackle didn't even play all of last year. That's where I still have concerns on the O line. And that has to get shored up for me to feel more confident about that offense. Okay. A few things you brought up some really good points. First of all, I agree with you on Randall Cobb. I feel like he's a guy who's on the roster because he's close friends with Aaron Rodgers. Pretty much. I, I don't think he's that good anymore. I've never been a big Alan Lazard guy. I don't know how you feel about him. I know you've watched more Packer games than I have, but I'm not necessarily high on him. You mentioned Dwayne Brown. Look, these guys don't have to be great. Aaron Rodgers, to me, him and Brady are probably the two best, in my opinion. I'm not talking about scrambling. I'm talking about just uh, the ability to sidestep the rush in the pocket. I think they're the two best I've ever seen at that. You mentioned Mekhi Becton. It's more of injuries that have been a concern with me with him. Mm -hmm. I think he's still a good player. You bring over Elijah uh, Vera Tucker from Tampa. I think he's still a solid player there. there. You're going to have him on the left uh, right guard position. They'll be okay. That's the one question mark when you look at this team is the offensive line. That's, That's the area you have to be concerned about. But overall, look, if these guys can't show out, you're talking about Wilson, Lazard, Miko Hardman. I, I think Hardman, I didn't think he's as good as everybody else thought he was in Kansas City. I think he's a solid player. Dustin, I don't know if you watched him when he was at Georgia. I thought he was an average receiver at best. Now, he didn't have great quarterback play there. He played with Mahomes. He wasn't going to be Tyreek Hill, and I think that was the problem. Because he has speed, everyone expected him to be Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek Hill had a combination or does have a combination of speed and quickness, which I don't think Hardman necessarily mm-hmm. has that level of quickness. I mean, he's a fast receiver, but he's kind of redundant when you have Corey Davis on your roster and you drafted Denzel Mims. Like, they they have a lot of just dudes at receiver. Mm, don't want to call them dudes. Yeah. Human beings at Thanks. receiver. They have one Thanks, dude in Garrett Wilson. <laughs> just a bunch of, like, random mishmash of guys. Like, I don't understand adding and fortifying your receiving core when you add someone like Aaron Rodgers, who in his past has been a kingmaker at receiver. Think about what some of these guys did after they left him in green Bay. Like we never heard from Jordy Nelson or James Jones or Randall Cobb until he, you know, came, came back. back. Yeah. So who's the guy on NFL network that thought he was better than he was the Packer. Probably James Jones. No, there's another one. I forgot. It could be uh Greg Paul. Jennings. Yes. Thank you. Right. Where oh, did, and, and, did, uh, he's Minnesota. on Fox now as well. Yes. And he went to Minnesota and That's what I'm saying. he joined yeah. witness protection. I don't understand the need <laughs> to bring in all these receivers when there were a couple other issues to address. As far as the Dalvin cook thing goes, I'm not big on running backs. However, if you're a team that you believe is super bowl caliber, I believe in having a good running back at that point to put you over the top. I'll just say this. You have to have the ability to run the football. It's very rare. You know, we talk about Peyton Manning and what they were with those receivers. 
They had Edward and James, right? They you have Actually, to have Actually, they had uh, Dominic Rhodes when and they won Joseph the Adai. Yeah. Well, when they won the Super Bowl, yes. But my point was when they were really good and then Tony Dungy find ways to lose in the playoffs every year, yeah. they had an elite running back who's a Hall of Famer. All I'm saying is you need a running game. And in today's NFL, you need the combination of two running backs. We see it in Cleveland. We see it in uh, San Francisco. When you look at the elite groupings, there's always a couple of guys there. And I think that's what they need. I- I'm just telling you guys are, are undervaluing why is it that Brady doesn't have a fall off in anybody's mind when he's 40 something, but a guy who's the most accurate passer I've ever seen, everyone's like, oh, he's not as good. Well, he has started to fall off, though. I mean, look at the numbers. What were his stats last year? I'll look him up right 21st now. 21st in EPA per play was top five EPA. in the league. The previous Let me tell you something. All these Tampa <laughs> analytics people are not winning World Series, okay? Everybody, listen. If they're winning Super Bowls, though, and that's what we're discussing. That's because they because the Kansas City Chiefs had a horrible offensive line in that game. I mean, it was true. That is what happened. You're also forgetting Donald Brown from those Colts running back, just cause, just because of the great. Damn it, Donald! One of the great, <laughs> one of the great, uh, one of the great, uh, at Nat Sound audio moments of all time in NFL uh, in-game play. All, all we know is this Jets season is going to be fascinating. Look, nine and a half is a win total. It's juiced over. I'm not betting it. Really, the outcomes though are very wide. It would not surprise me either way if that is an over or an under team. Stay away from me. I'm all dusted. Big fans of the Jets in 2023. We'll talk some NBA, some trade potential. We'll talk about next on Sharp Money. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. First hour of Sharp Money continuing here from VSIN. The word rhinoplasty was uttered during the last break for those of you with the VSIN Plus Plus subscription. Uh, Amal, 
was the one who said it. He would have been a minus 2,000 favorite if you were to say which of the three of us would say that word. Well, I'm a lot more superficial than everybody else, so I mean, I don't even <laughs> yeah. think that's on the betting board. Fair. Trust me, Dustin, I just don't mention it on the air. I'm way more superficial than you are when it comes to aesthetics. Dustin, big aesthetic guy, uh, but, but behind the glass. I'm a visual learner. Visual, okay, visual learner. So I, my heart learns what it wants. Yeah. And other body parts as well. <laughs> I had a feeling that was coming. I did enjoy getting, being a part of your, your your countdown list for the first time yesterday, Dustin. So we will continue that later in the show. Oh, yeah. You know, I yeah. actually consumed a couple members of the list uh, before <laughs> I got here today, and that's why I'm a little slow on the trigger. <laughs> Dude, it's 12.15 p.m., and you had two of the fast food well, value two items Two of the one item. Oh. It, again. I can't say, but I, I'll say I went to an establishment thinking they were still serving breakfast <laughs> on my way in. They were not. I had to order lunch, so I went to the value. That's tough. Value, what what uh, time menu. did you go? 10.48. Yeah, I thought I thought I was good for breakfast. Apparently 10.30 is the cutoff. <laughs> I'm going with McDonald's if it said 10.30. I have no idea, but I'm just It guessing. wasn't McDonald's. Okay. I don't have any other guesses. That I don't even know who else serves breakfast. Yeah, I, we're not the right people to be. I Maybe Matt humans can weigh in on yes. this uh, at Matt humans, two, four, seven on Twitter. How do you eat fast food in the middle of the day and continue with your day is my issue. <laughs> like I normally, if I'm going to eat it, I eat I it at know. night when like the day's over. So it puts but, you to sleep. Yeah. I feel I have the itis bad, man. I'm dying over here. <laughs> I mean, humans does eat it for every meal. So you're, you're going to have to ask him. Not us. That, that, that's all I do. I like Matt, but the one question I have to ask him next time I see him is because it's my understanding he does eat fast food that frequently. How are you still alive? Didn't, well, Morgan, didn't Morgan Spurlock do that thing on uh Well, yeah, but it turns out he was keeping some secrets from us, Morgan Spurlock. Which was what? He was an, al- an alcoholic at the time and was drinking a ton as well, mm. and that was part of the weight gain. Ah, okay. Well, I will say Matt is, of all the people I've ever met in life, is a, is a human cyborg. Like he, he once came back from an ACL tear in six weeks. And there was, I forget which, which quarterback had an ACL tear. It was two years ago. And Matt was saying, oh, he'll be back by November. And I'm like, Matt, that's a, that's a yeah, nine-month injury. And he's like, like, oh, I, well, I, I played. I was back in the pickup basketball court in six weeks. Yeah, that's very similar to being a quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> definitely I, but, but I think Matt ability. played at Purdue. He, he was on the team at Purdue, I think. Yeah, but he's like 50. <laughs> so is. what do you think there? You're acting like the... You know, he's just a little bit yeah. after Glenn Robinson. Okay. The bar he has to clear to get back is a lot lower than someone who's an elite athlete right now. Hey, I think he was like a year or two after the big dog, Glenn Robinson. It's not like he was playing with stiffs yeah. over there. Other point of contention and, and evidence point is Matt Humans. I'm pretty sure during the height of COVID, went out seven days a week in Las Vegas. Never got sick. <laughs> Never got sick. Yeah, actually, also, I, you know, I, I was out as soon as like June and we reopened. I was out every day. I heard Matt Humans was breathing, and his breath was actually killing COVID. <laughs> it was the original vaccine. Why do we have to do that? <laughs> no, it's Matt. Listen, I like Matt a lot. He's a great guy. It's just it's amazing to me because he genuinely does eat fast food all the time. I, yeah. I, Owns no utensils as well, only plastic. <laughs> I love Humans. We wouldn't be mentioning it. If, if we, we did. did yeah, exactly. Humans. All right, I'm going to distract uh, us for one more minute. Okay. I, I've pitched this show to, the, to management. They've ignored me much like they've ignored everything else I've ever brought to them. Uh, the idea of following a, a VEASAN host for 24 hours in their life, a, a 24 hours in their life, Matt Humans, Greg Peterson, is there one more you want on the first season? Matt Humans, Greg Peterson, I need to know what happens through a 24-hour period between those two. I mean, Matt is definitely number one. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. 
I think there's actually a case to be made at Mall that you're no you're, that <laughs> no. We, we would want to see. No. Let, me tell you, let me tell you something. I have, there's <laughs> a case to be made. It, if it's anything pro me, it's anti from him. Okay, okay. he's on the phone all the time. That's you want to watch him take phone calls? <laughs> well, my, I just think of it just from a logistics standpoint because they're presumably filming well, these people during the daylight hours, and then Amal is up. All, Amal doesn't sleep, so you're up. You know, like I'll tell you one thing: the camera person would not be able to keep up with my pace of walking. That is for sure. Need a steady cam. Yeah, <laughs> a steady, a steady cam. I'll have to think about what. Okay, what the legit. Holly Howard, maybe. What are you gonna do? Sit there and watch him play slots? <laughs> yes. Then that might be not, that might be good enough. Anyway, should we talk some NBA for the next uh, six minutes? Because we we brought up the Damian Lillard piece yesterday, Amal. You and I both of the both of the belief that it's starting to get a little bit out of hand. You know, from the the playerman empowerment. The, just the spectrum of that. And we kind of envision, like, could this be the summer that, that front offices start to put the hammer down and say, all right, enough of this. And now we're starting to get more reports coming out. This was from Ramona Shelburne yesterday. Uh, we, we saw that Damian Lillard, he apparently wanted to go to Golden State before Chris Paul signed in the Bay Area, has, is from there originally. And now Adrian Wojnarowski says that Lillard's agent has been calling teams and warning against trading for yeah. him. Like, what, what are we doing with that? Yeah, you know what's funny? We talked about that yesterday when we had our guest on in terms of are they kind of trying to sabotage the move themselves? Aaron Goodwin, who is Damian Lillard's agent, it feels like that a little bit, Ben. And to me, the one thing I would point to, if you're a team who's going to acquire him, he's going to show up, he's going to play. And I'll tell you, the one area that I'm surprised more teams don't suspend guys on is conduct detrimental to the team. If he's not going to give you an A-plus effort, he's a great human being. When you compare him to everybody else in the league, and we talked to some guests from uh, Rip City in terms of how good this team, uh, guy is perceived to be, and he is, I would bring him, I would make the move. If you think he can help you win and get to an elite level or potentially put you over the top, I'm looking to make a move to get him. You know, statistically, he's not as great of a shooter as Steph Curry. Nobody is. But... When you look at Damien's numbers, they're unbelievable. I think he's a lifetime 88% free throw, uh, free throw shooter. He's about 38 or 39% bent at the three-point line. Uh, you know, just a tremendous player. And he's a guy that can get his own shot and create for himself and the rest of the team. I'm not worried about what Aaron Goodwin is saying. If I'm Joe Cronin in Portland, I'm making the best move for my team. And if I'm the team looking to acquire him, I'm looking to bring in a guy that can help us get over the top. And it's a guy who's been durable, not somebody yep. you worry about from an injury perspective. And we saw his odds, for those of you watching us, VEASAN.com, YouTube TV, did, did tick down a little bit. It was minus 300 yesterday. Where will he play next season for the Heat? Now minus 275. And, you know, for you and I, all since it's been a while since we've talked about just the overall free agency stuff, we haven't had our discussion of what we liked for these teams coming out. But the Western Conference has been fascinating because you have the Lillard piece going on. You have the Clippers piece of what are they going to do? There's so many different directions the Clippers could go. And I'm left looking at the state of the West coming out of free agency and going, like, as much as everybody wants to always rip on the Lakers because Anthony Davis can't stay healthy, and from a betting perspective, we go, well, they're always overvalued in the market. Kind of hard to look at that roster and what they have with how they're able to bring back Austin Reeves, have D'Angelo Russell as a, a starting point guard to begin next year, and go, this roster is very much built to be a legitimate contender and get them in an optimal setting where LeBron James can win a title in, in this kind of final prime of his career, essentially. Yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, this is kind of a last chance saloon for him. The opportunity that, look, they lose Schroeder, Walker, uh, Troy Brown, not, not too many big losses overall in terms of free agency. They bring in Torian Prince, uh, Gabe Vincent, Jackson Hayes, Cam Reddish. This is a pretty solid roster. When you look at them, LeBron, AD, D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hachimura. Uh, you mentioned Austin Reeves, mm -hmm. Jared Vanderbilt. Um, 
I think the roster is really good. I think the elite talent still arrest with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. D'Angelo Russell on any given night is capable of getting you 30 points. But here's my question. Are they good enough in the postseason when you're playing Phoenix, Denver? Um, I don't know. Who else? Do you concern anybody else in the West a contender? I mean, I w- we could have the conversation on Sacramento because I believe they have the pieces to be a top four seed again with what they've done and have sure. continued to strengthen their team. But that that'll be the thing, and it all like it all this all comes down to a can Anthony Davis embrace being a true center from start to finish all season, and b can he stay healthy? Is his ability as a as a rim protector and a multi threat scorer is enough to put LeBron James in a position to win a title as he approaches his third decade in the league? But it's all about durability. And that's where Anthony Davis has to answer the question. He wanted to come to LA in the first place of all. He wanted to play with LeBron. He wanted to be in a city with all the stars, but he's yet to perform up to those expectations so far. If he can stay healthy, Lakers at 12 to one to win the title or half of that to win the West. That is a legitimate bet. You have to take seriously going into the year. I don't disagree with you. Last year, LeBron James shot 32% from the three-point line and even worse in the postseason. I'll tell you one thing. LeBron's got to figure out and AD's got to figure out the same thing. These two guys are not three-point shooters. They want to keep shooting three-point shots. They're not going to win championships. I can tell you that much. It's a problem, and it's going to continue to be a problem unless they correct that. There is some talent, Ben. I don't think you're wrong in your assessment of the Lakers, but don't you think the odds at 12-1 to are a little bit short for this team? I think the issue is you're always going to pay an L.A. tax. whenever you want. If you ever want to bet... The Lakers. And I would also add, this is one of those bets, too, where we figure that regardless of health overall, Davis will probably be rested on a lot of back-to-back. Same goes for LeBron James. They might each only play 60 games and be relatively healthy. They could end up being, say, a five seed. That would be totally logical, and you would get a number just as good toward the postseason next year. They got to, what, the conference finals last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who would they beat in the, in the playoffs? Or they beat Golden State, and they beat... Uh, Memphis, Golden State. State. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, well, seven, yeah, seven seed last year. Look, the talent is there. There's no question about it. But to win at the end of the day, to win 16 games, are they good enough? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I mean, the, I think the roster's pretty good, but man, they, they've got to stop falling in love with that three point shot. Yeah, you've got two stars. We've waited for Anthony Davis to go to that next level his entire career. Yeah. This is the year to do it. But if he can, they can be a team to do it. I don't think LeBron's the teammate to do it with. That's interesting. We're going to talk some Wimbledon next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's always football season here at VSIN, which is why we've already released our NFL betting guide. Our NFL betting guide will help you get ahead of the upcoming NFL season with in depth profiles of every team, including advanced stats, proven betting systems, and proprietary betting trends. Plus, best bets on season win totals, futures, and props. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19 and get your digital copy of the VEASAN NFL betting guide or take advantage of our summer kickoff special and get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for only $175. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We'll have some more NFL talk as well coming up in an hour with Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk. Right now, though, we transition to across the pond, Wimbledon, where they finally, Amal Shah, got on somewhat on schedule today. Yeah. No no real delays, so we're, we finally got our last first-round matches uh, wrapped up. We're now on to the second round. One match going on, we're watching Andy Murray, Stefano Tsitsipas, on center court. This is the match of the day. They're on serve, 6-5 Tsitsipas first set. And Andy Murray, unseated them all, but he went off as a favorite today, and, and you and I, neither of us disagreed with that price, even though we didn't bet it. No, you're, you're absolutely right in what you said there. Uh, 
you know, Andy Murray's won Wimbledon. He's one of the four guys in the last 20 years to have won this besides Rafa Roger and, of course, Novak Djokovic. Uh, great opportunities. This match appears to be heading to a first-set tiebreaker. Also on court right now, Medvedev leading Man- uh, Manorino. Uh, third set, Medvedev leads two sets to love. And uh, uh, it is uh, Martin Vukovic leading Marcus Garon right now. Two sets of love right now. They're tied at three apiece in the third set. By the way, great call yesterday by you on uh, Quinton Hallis. Uh, great job. Straight set winner. Yeah. I went four and two on my plays yesterday. Contivate uh, the underdog ends up losing. And then Ostapenko blows a one set lead and loses the match. But uh, to me, Ben, in the first few rounds of these tennis tournaments, like when you look on the women's side now and you get into the third round, there's a lot of toss-up matches. Yep. So if you can get a dog at about $2, I think it's a great play, a great opportunity. But a lot of these, I try to avoid some of these. Like, you know, you get Pagula. Uh, a friend of mine put in a parlay today. He took I said, take Lynette and then put in Rybakina and Pagula. You get one-to-one, and they end up, you know, rolling in those. So I think those are where your opportunities sometimes lie. And people are like, oh, it's this, that price. If you follow tennis closely, you win one round. To get to the second round of Wimbledon, you make $85,000 for appearing in the match. If you win a WTA 250 match tournament, you might make $25,000. Yeah. The so difference is it's the huge. chasm is, is giant. And it Absolutely. also leads into, it, it's, it's always hard for us to you know, talk about in the, you know, in the prism of the actual show, we're doing them all, but from a live betting perspective, I've always felt like women's tennis, especially in the grand slams where you have the actual opportunity to bet it live and watch all the matches is the best live betting vehicle there is in any sport. Because let's say you have a player who's a $2 favorite. You bet the dog at plus plus one eighty-five, one break of serve. And that, that price will all but flip, essentially. It happens so much faster than it ought to. But in the women's game, breaks are something that happen all the time. We saw it, uh, we've seen it throughout the tournament so far. So uh, William Hill, which is Caesars now, stopped offering women's in-game tennis because they were getting murdered on it. It is the easiest plus money sport to bet. The number of breaks of serve you see. You on clay court, Ben, you know this. You can wind up in a set that goes to a tiebreaker out of 12 service games played. You can wind up with 10 breaks of serve. I mean, it, it's yeah. just insane. It's not uncommon for that to happen. Uh, and I think women's tennis, you have so many opportunities. They're showing the uh, the injury you're talking about earlier from Elise Cornet. But yeah. to me, it's you bring up an excellent point. We talk about in-game betting all the time, Dustin. Women's tennis, as you alluded to, uh, is absolutely the best one because unless you've got an Ariana Sabalenka, Elena Rebekina, one of these players serving, breaks of serve are not uncommon. That's why I think the men's game is so tough because you're hoping on the person you bet on to have – Basically, in essence, five good service games, and you hope they break serve one time. And if it goes awry, you feel like you're going to lose the set. Especially Wimbledon, where yeah, the margins are, are so small. I wonder if that's enough to get Dustin to watch tennis now. No, <laughs> to watch? Yeah, because you because the bet in game, you want to you want to watch what's happening. It's right. No, right I don't like watching a lot of my bets. I'm gonna be honest. With you. My heart's not healthy for a, okay. a lot of things, but watching some of my bets is one of those things. Like. If I'm iffy on it, I, I can't sit there and, and live by every single moment. All right, sure. Well, by the way, as far as the men's side today, a couple of the big upsets. One was not a surprise to me at all. Fourth seed Casper Ruud, who yep. has been very open about his his lack of proficiency on grass. He barely even prepared for this tournament. He goes down to Liam Brody from Great Britain, and it was a, a huge match on center court today. Uh, that was about a plus 355 number. Brody now takes on Dennis Shapovalov, a couple of lefties in round three. And then uh, the other one that we just saw happen, Taylor Fritz, the number nine seed wins the first two set against Michael Emer of Sweden, loses three straight sets. And it's why we talked about this yesterday. Amal quarter three on the men's side viewed this as being a potential wide open path for Yannick Sinner. He was plus 150 going into his second round match to win the quarter. And now the two biggest threats for him are, are now wiped out. And it's, it's become a very logical path forward. Assuming he gets past Hallis, who I'm high on, but I certainly expect Sinner to win that third round match. I mean, he's, there's no reason for Sinner not to make it through that quarter.
Yeah, Taylor Fritz, the American who won Indian Wells, uh, I think it was last year, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, against uh, Nadal. Yeah, he's got great talent, but, I mean, he's got like a 10-cent head. This guy just cannot put it together. By the way, the Brew Crew just hit a three-run homer in the bottom of the fifth and oh. now lead 4-1. to one. Yelich uh, to put in the Brewers Baby. up 4-1. to one. All right. Um, but I'll tell you what, you mentioned it. Fritz can't blow a match like that. I mean, you're up 2-0 no against a guy that has no business beating you. Yemmer's a journeyman type of player. He's got to go through qualifications. The young Swede, uh, his brother, uh, you might have heard Elias Yemmer as well. So this is just a guy, to me, you can't lose to a player like him. No excuse. None. None, none whatsoever. That was the big, that was the big uh, draw, at least, or the, the big moments that, we, that stood out to us on the men's side today. But from a futures perspective, there won't be much on the men's side because it's basically Djokovic on the bottom half, Alcaraz on the top half. Women's side is more interesting because you have the favorite, Inigo Sviatek, who's on by far her least comfortable surface. And she remains the favorite. Just updating the prices now because they have been reposted at DraftKings. Sviatek plus 175. Uh, my pick pre-tournament, Arena Sabalenka from five and a half to one, now down to four to one. Elena Rabakina, she just won. She was the second favorite. She slipped to third at five to one. But there's some interesting other players on here, and Sophia Kennan is the one that stands out. I'm, all, I'm, I'm probably looking just to bet her straight up in round three anyway. You were on her uh, today. She wins a player who was has, has won a Grand Slam, then had injuries, was basically playing challengers, but by all accounts, looks completely healthy looks to have her form back. And when she is in good health and in good form, she can beat anybody on tour. She's into a third round and looking awfully good at the moment. Yeah, she plays Alina Svitolina, who's coming off of maternity leave, is back in her about a fourth tournament or fifth tournament. And you look at, she's got Azarenka and Kasakina on the other side if she gets through Svitolina, so an opportunity for her there. I think she's got a great chance. Azarenka's a very good player, but doesn't have quite the power. And I think Kennan could take advantage of that. You're absolutely right. And on the you know the other side of the bracket there for her would be Lynette Bencic, uh, Petra Marge, and Iga Svitek. She's very capable of beating any of these players on grass. And she gets rolling. You know, she competes hard. And so I think that's something you always want in there. So it's pretty wide open. But I'll tell you, Ben, tomorrow you look at the matches on the women's side. A lot of toss-ups. Kalanina and Andrescu, yeah. um, Kostiuk and Badosa. You know, some of these to me, uh, Kasakina and Azarenka, these are all matches that could go potentially either way. And it's those are the ones, if you're going to bet them, I would always, unless you feel really, really good about the yeah. favorite, you look at the dog, you look to you look to play both sides for an in-game price. Not not many of those I'll end up playing. And by the way, for the, the round three match, which uh, again, we're waiting on the, the timing for these tomorrow, but that Svitolina-Kennan match, again, the top half of the draw, much weaker as far as the pool of players. So if I'm investing on somebody in tournament, from a futures, I want it on the women's side in the top half. Kennan has already been bet up to minus uh, about a dollar thirty-five. I'm seeing from minus one twenty-five on the opener. I, I would, I will play her against Fidelina, who, as you mentioned, coming off she she gave birth, married now to Gail Monfi, the French player, but she played an extremely out of form Venus Williams in the first round. Won just a, a very weird back and forth three set match against Elise Mertens today. Not not a tremendous grass player historically. So I haven't put a ton of stock in what I've seen out of Svitolina. So I would look at Kennan in round three. To your point, Mertens has been kind of just off the radar for the last six months to a year. Hasn't played as well as she has in the past. You're absolutely right. I think it's a fairly cheap price. Look, it's not going to be an easy match, but I think she can take out Svitolina. This is not necessarily a best surface. Svitolina probably a little bit better served on grass. Lifetime three to two in terms of head to head. You probably want to take about a previous 24 a month look at any matchup when you're looking at the head to head. And this yeah. last result came in 2019 yeah. and neither player has been great, but I think you brought up an excellent point. Kennan is rolling right now. Good opportunity for her. And the win over Coco gave her a lot of confidence. Coco's got a much stronger serve than Svitolina, even though she's improved her serve over time. Not quite as good. 
Uh, but I think there's an opportunity there from a betting standpoint on an inexpensive price. You're probably going to get Canada around 115 to minus 120. I think it's a pretty good play. Yeah, best number I'm seeing overall in the market, minus 120. That will be a look for me tomorrow in round three. On the men's side, I'm awfully intrigued. I have to say I'm all by it. Matteo Berrettini. I've always been a sucker for him on grass. He hasn't played in forever. Got his first win since April earlier today. He was one of those matches that was delayed two days by rain. Now he gets Alex DeMinor, who has been a perennial underachiever when he's been seated in Grand Slams. And I, I, I always hesitate to, to kind of overinflate the valuation of a warm-up tournament into a Grand Slam. DeMinor makes the final at Queens Club. But, I mean, Berrettini's serve looked really, really good. But Berrettini is now 34-8 and eight in his ATP Tour career on grass. And you're getting a plus price. If you could guarantee me Matteo Berrettini was fully healthy... And in some sort of form, he would be a $1.50 or higher favorite in this match. Well, so it's interesting. Depending on where you wager, some places the first set has to be completed for the bet to be official in tennis. Now, some places the That's match has point. to go completion. And Berrettini is the guy who, if he's getting walloped two sets to love, he'll retire. Yeah. So I think that's another angle you can take. And Berrettini on grass, he has been to a Wimbledon final, lost to Novak Djokovic. I think this is a good opportunity, to your point, against Demonauer. Because the one thing is Berrettini can make inroads on his serve. I think it'll be much tougher for Demonauer on, on Berrettini's serve. Yeah, and Demonauer, six foot, 150-pound yeah. guy. Even though he has a big serve, not, not something you generally see have a ton of match-to-match -match overall success. Yes, make sure to, yeah, if you're able to bet at a book that you have to finish the match for it yeah. to be action, because Berrettini Health is definitely a concern in that match, but I like him as a dog. All right, we'll do some dead or alive when we come back here on Sharp Money. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Download the DraftKings app today, and new customers can bet $5 and get $150 in bonuses instantly. Use promo code VSIN when you sign up. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. What a first set, by the way, on center court at the All England Club. Stefano Sitsipas beats Andy Murray in the first set, 7 6. I'm seeing Murray now, Amal, plus 185. 
uh, live in that match. And that is awfully tempting because that was, I mean, that was Murray tennis in a nutshell, though, even though he lost a set, basically an hour first set, making Stefano Tsitsipas earn every single point. And for a guy who has had a track record of mental instability on the big stage, I would not hate a bet on, on Murray right now. I'd like two to one or better, but I, I wouldn't uh, mind a plus 185 in-game bet. Yeah, absolutely. And when you look at a plus 180 after losing the first set, tells you that the odds makers don't think Murray's out of it at all. I mean, still got a great yeah. opportunity here. No, no question. And he's them all. I'm Ben in for Patrick. And we have Dustin behind the glass. And we're ready for more Dead or Alive. All right, guys, let's do it. What we'll do here is we'll go over some tickets, some odds as they sit right now. You'll tell me if this bet as it stands is dead or alive. So here's a surprise one that was not on your sheets right now. They are undefeated in the month of July. The New York Metropolitans to make the playoffs. Yes. (laughs) Plus 400. Please talk me out of this. Dead or alive? Did did did, Je- did you run into Jeff Parles uh, in the parking garage like I did coming in here today? Well, uh, I did his bet, Mets polo. I bet that. Well, he normally wears a yellow polo ninety percent of the time. Secondly, uh, last night I got caught up in the moment as the Mets had a massive comeback win. I did bet them eighty to one to win the World Series at a very small, very small Why? investment. Why? Because I hate myself, Jeff. Or Jeff Ben. <laughs> okay. Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that on me. Uh, come on. What are we what are we doing, Dustin? They're they're a dead team. They they're a collection of losers who look completely uninvested every time you watch them on the field. What what am I missing them all? I can't disagree with anything Ben just said. Uh, but in terms of making the playoffs, I'm looking right now, they're six and a half back in the wild card. Here's the problem in the wild card. The Marlins are at 51 and 37. The, the Mets are at 40 and 46. Uh, so from that standpoint, I think it's going to be a real challenge, but I, I don't know. I think, I think it's tough. I don't think four enough is four to one is high enough odds. I think it should be around seven or eight to one. Cause the issue is even if you believe, cause it really comes down to two of those teams that are in the wildcard race have to fall off. And you can make a case. Miami certainly could. They've won every one run yeah. game known to man, including last night, which was the most comical of the season when, when St. Louis and Jordan Walker double clutches and literally throws the game away. But if you look at the wildcard standings, even with the additional wildcard team this year, guys, where you have three, let's just say the Marlins fall out of it. Well, you still have Philadelphia, the Dodgers, the Giants, and let's, let's say the Dodgers overtake the Diamondbacks. So you need both Miami and Arizona, a combination of Miami, Arizona, Philadelphia, San Francisco. You would need two of those teams to completely fall apart in the second half. And I, I just don't see that happening. Ben, why don't you just list the teams that are not in contention and be shorter? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah by the way, did you bet the Mets to win the division? They're 150 to one. Did not. Okay, they're only 18 games They're back. not winning the division. <laughs> the, only way they're winning is, the only way they can do any of this is the wild card. The reason I say that. I know that, that, I know. Look, the Phillies made the playoffs with 87 wins last year in the wild card. That's 47 wins for the Mets, who have played way under their, what they're capable of being. I'm just saying I'm slightly pulled back in, so I really need them to lose a few games so I can just call it quits on baseball. They are, they are the 20. 20- 22 equivalent Chicago White Sox team where they have a manager who the game is completely passed him by. Buck Showalter looks clueless night in, night out. If they were to fire him and get somebody who actually knows what he's doing, give a spark to the team, I would say, you know what? Yeah, they have the talent. I could see it. But right I, now, actually, I actually think no. the way the White Sox have played actually helps actually, it, Tony it has, it, He has been vindicated somewhat. <laughs> yeah, like, it turns it, I, out I it know. wasn't him. It may not have just been So him. his drinking was actually justified by the play <laughs> yeah, on the yeah, field. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. The yeah, driving, totally we justified. We can't, yeah, we can't stand behind that. No. All right, next one here. Dead or alive, give you a ticket. NFL coach of the year. You know, the NFL guide from VEASAN came out a week ago. And in that guide, we had 11 of 20 experts, I believe it was, pick the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Yet the coach of the year odds have Zach Taylor at 30 to one. 
Well, dead or alive, Zach Taylor, 30 to 1, NFL coach of the year. Dead. Because in order to win that award, you have to do more with less. Expectations are just He's got to be 15 and 2, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's how he's going to get that award. I'll tell you a good bet on coach of the year awards. Kevin Stefanski. Nobody thinks the Browns are going to do anything. This team has the capability with Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, uh, Amari Cooper. You look at Miles Garrett defensively. This team's got a chance to be very dangerous. I don't mind that at all. I'll, I'm about to break both of your brains, especially my own brain, because I would have you would never have caught me saying this guy's name in the context of Coach of the Year. But Mike McCarthy at fifty to one, no, with I, a team that is the second favorite in the division, and the perception that he is doing much more now that Kellen Moore has moved on as OC. There's that perception that this is now McCarthy who is running the keys much more vociferously. And if they were to win that division, you could paint a pretty clear line toward McCarthy. And at 50 to one, those odds are just ridiculous. Stefanski's 25 to one. Mike McCarthy is the second longest at 50 to one. So I'm going to tell you right now, sorry, Ben, but that play is worse than the Mets making the postseason. Here's why, because the Dallas Cowboys have the third best record in the NFL over the last two seasons. They are 24 and 10. I don't think you're going to get credit for having a team that's been that good over the last two years. In my opinion, the third best team in the NFC. I don't know if you guys uh, agree on that. I think they, they are behind San Francisco and Philadelphia. So I don't see how you can all of a sudden get a ton of credit for Dallas. Again, they've got to have a 15 and two type of season. If you're going to bet on them to make the playoffs. I, I just don't like what this awards become. I don't think it's whoever coached yeah. the worst team to the best possible record. Like that's not the intent of the award. The intent of the award is who did the best coaching job. And to me, when I look at it, if Zach Taylor wins 14 or 15 games, like I think he has to be in the mix. That's why this is all about perception. And even though you're right, with what you say about the Cowboys perception is there's this huge gap between them and Philadelphia in the NFC East and that Philadelphia are this, just these world beaters who have got the, the entire no. division wrapped up. And if Dallas were somehow able to win that with a I, new setup, as far as play caller goes, I would imagine McCarthy gets much more credit. I don't see it that way. I think, yeah, right now the season win total for Philly is 11 and a half. Dallas is nine and a half and Dallas is uh, plus 190 to win the division. Philly's minus 125. I don't see the gap as egregious as you do. I think Philly is better than Dallas, but to me, if the Cowboys beat them in a playoff game, it wouldn't surprise me. All I'm saying is I think the top three teams in the NFC are so far ahead of everybody else in four and uh, five that that's why I don't think McCarthy would get enough credit. Yeah, I mean, I, that, I, I agree that that's the reality. I just don't know. Again, we're all the issue with these is you're handicapping the voters. I think a lot of voters look at Dallas as a team that is, that is further off than we all believe. And that's why I think that like, if, if we actually believe that what you're saying is true, you wouldn't see McCarthy at 50 to one. He'd no, be in yeah. the group of 20 to two, 22 to 25. No, to actually what I'm saying justifies it because if actually it's the way you're saying, then he would be shorter odds. I'm saying Dallas right now is overall to me right now on paper. If you listed all top teams in the national yeah. football league, Dallas is probably number five or six. And to me, when you look at the Cowboys, their worst case scenario, they get into the wild card. Their best case scenario, they win the division. They get the best record in the national football. I mean, sorry, in the NFC. Yeah. So all I'm saying is the odds are going to be long on a guy like McCarthy simply because there's already enough talent there. We had a conversation earlier in the week. We talked about Dallas might have the best defense in the NFL. So I, I just can't get, get behind McCarthy here. Yeah, and the problem with the bet is then you need Mike McCarthy to actually coach well. 
And that's I, like a big I said, issue. I, I broke my own brain by even saying it. But when I looked at these, there's no like there's no way I'd ever bet any of the, yeah. the short shots in this market. It's a I, and I'm not going to like I would never bet this market anyway. It's just it's a stupid thing, to stupid exercise. Yeah. I'm just saying if you're going to bet somebody, yeah. I at least believe that 50 to one. That, that's a that's a crazy number. All right. We continue. Uh, another one here. This is a bit of a redemption one potentially for me to see where Amal stands on it because he hammered me for it about three or four weeks ago to win the Pac-12. They have dropped now. Washington was four to one. They are now plus three forty. Can Washington, led by the great Michael Penix, win the Pac-12? <laughs> he, he he said that on purpose because now he knows I'm annoyed. Go ahead, Ben. You're first. I mean, this, this, the season hasn't started yet, so I mean, technically, you know, the, 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 they are alive just by the proxy of being zero and zero. But w- w- what happens when they lay an egg week one against a, a suddenly resurgent Boise State team? <laughs> Where, where, do you, where do you stand well, on Dustin that? Dustin will come happens. back to you and say, thank God it was a non-conference game, so we're still alive. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. We're just going to win the Pac-12. I, look, they don't have a good enough defense. They've got a top five receiving core. Roma Dunzier and uh, Jalen McL- uh, McMillan are unbelievable. Here's my problem. Michael Penix is not as good as he thinks he is. He's a very good quarterback. He's not an elite quarterback, in my opinion. I remember he goes, I'm coming back to college. I'm like, where the hell were you going? The CFL? I mean, he is not <laughs> as good. Kalen DeBoer is a tremendous coach. The schedule is pretty good. If they could just throw back the schedule up there, please, uh, Washington. This team is pretty talented on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, but to me, overall, I- I'm just not convinced. they got to go to Michigan State. That's a game I think they should win. I think that's going to be a game that you bet Mich- I'm sorry, Washington, despite being on the road, as long as it's not a noon start. I don't like the fact that it could potentially be 9 a.m. on the West Coast noon start. Hopefully it's a 3.30 or 7 or 8 o'clock Eastern start time. The schedule isn't bad. They get Oregon at home. And people that are not from the Pacific Northwest or don't follow the Pac-12, that is a vastly underrated rivalry. That is a huge rivalry out there. They have to go. They don't play. They play USC in Los Angeles. They don't play UCLA. That's one of their benefits. But. I don't believe they'll win the league. And they do get Utah at home. That, that is a benefit you can, you can tie towards, at least on the Washington side. All right, fun first hour for us here on Sharp Money. When we return, we'll talk some baseball betting with VEASAN analyst Josh Applebaum on the other side. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. 